when you are connected to that knowing that you are safe, that you are free, right? That's when things are going to shift and be thus created in the way that you want them to be. Welcome to the Sacred Embodiment Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Michael Wilson, and I am so excited to embark on this episode with you today. The Sacred Embodiment Podcast is all about coming together, coming into our heart center, and arriving into the present moment. We're here to dive deep into what it means to be embodied as our most authentic and vibrant selves. Now, if you're ready to reclaim your authenticity and live your life in the magic and brilliance of your inner divinity, then journey with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to tune in with us every single week. Now, let's get started. Welcome to episode three where we dive into creating freedom within ourselves, right? This episode, we really dive into how do we let go of limits? How do we let go of the things that are not true for ourselves in regards to the way that we want to show up in the world, the way that we want to live, the way that we want to create, the the path that we want to walk, right? How do we create that freedom, really? And thus, how do we live into our infinite nature? Let's get to it. I feel that for a long time, there's been a certain narrative that you have to pick just one thing in life, right? in terms of how you want to express yourself or as it relates to what you do in the world, right? Oh, well, I'm this, right? Depending on what that person does, they identify with that, right? Maybe they're, uh, I don't know, an accountant or a musician or uh, however you want to put that. I feel that there's a space for multi-dimensional expression right and you may see this already but i feel that that narrative no longer fits that you are what you do right and you have to find your one thing and you have to stick to that one thing forever that's outdated because we are never ever identified Um, measured by the way that we express ourselves. The way that we express ourselves is how we express ourselves. The way that we serve the world is the way that we serve the world. But that has absolutely nothing to do with who you are, with who we are as beings, right? We are multidimensional beings. And there is most certainly a place for expressing yourself multidimensionally, right? What does this mean? This means that we don't need to have a... We There's no place where we have to identify with what we do or that we have to make the way that we express ourselves or the things that we're called to do 
means something as it relates to our identity, right? And the reason I bring this up, the reason why this is really on my mind is um, while I do this podcast and I work with clients and um, from a certain lens you could consider me as a mentor or a coach or what have you. However, um, depending on who you talk to, different perspectives, right? Um, but I'm also, um, you could say, hey, I, I am a musician, right? And what I mean when I say that is I also love to express myself through playing guitar and through singing songs and through my voice, right? I've been a singer for, God, uh, 10 plus years or more, right? Probably longer than I've been in um, health and wellness and spirituality and such. Um, but the point I'm trying to make here is that we don't need to identify, we don't need to let the things that we do and the way that we express ourselves in the world and the service that we feel most called to in the world to limit us. That's really what it's about. It's about not allowing those things to be limits, right? And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is things are truly unlimited, right? We are unlimited beings in an infinite universe, right? Things are infinite, right? Maybe not in terms of the um, what you see in the physical, right? But all things in the physical, you can find the evidence of this, or maybe not evidence, right? But, um, quote unquote, but um, this teaching of everything springing from the formless is found throughout pretty much every ancient culture and all spiritual teachings, right? So if everything comes from an infinite formless source, then things are infinite, right? And so long as we rest ourselves, going back to episode one, resting within our inner world and, 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 and choosing to work in that through the cause, the causal world, if you will, right? Then we understand that the effectual world, the world of effects, the world of the physical, the sensory experience that we have is a direct reflection of the formless causes, the infinite causes, right? So as we're channeling, if you will, channeling the infinite, into whatever it is that we're doing, right? We can also, within our form, right? In our physical being, in our, in our earthly experience, we can give ourselves permission to have a little bit more freedom in the way that we express ourselves, right? If you want to, in my case, start a podcast, do that, help people, and play music, right? There, And it sounds so simple when I say it out loud, but the point I'm trying to make, right, and share here, is that there are no limits, right? There are no limitations on how you want to express yourself, right? And there are infinite, not only are there infinite possibilities, but there are also infinite, you could say, variations of how you can show up in the world, right? 
and the way that you show up in the world following that thinking, that idea, that understanding, the way that you show up in the world is also not the totality of who you are, right? And while you can express who you truly are in the way that you show up in the world, the way that you're perceived, the way that you're perceived and the way that that is received doesn't have to be an identity either, right? So if, what does that mean, right? <laughs> what that means is, let's think about it for a moment. If, let's just use the example of maybe you have been a health coach for however long, right? And you're not a health coach, right? What do I mean by that? The totality of who you are is not a health coach, right? You may be expressing yourself in what many agree to as a, a, a label of health coach, right? But that doesn't mean that you are that, right? You may express yourself in that way, and that form of expression may be um, popularly labeled as that thing, but it doesn't limit who you are and how you can express yourself, right? This is really about not just giving ourselves permission, but going beyond that and continually allowing ourselves to be all that we can be. This is really a matter of potential, right? And breaking old stories, right? Breaking old um, programs and constructs of how things are supposed to be, right? Because there is no supposed to or should, right? In the sense that the way that we maybe have been taught, right, to show up and to do things is not the only path, right? Like, just because there's a, a proven path and there's a, <laughs> and there's like a, a, this path has been paved and so many people before you have followed this path and this is how you do it and you've got to pick your one thing and then you do that forever and da 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 right? To whatever um, degree that's being shared, that's not the only way to go, right? You can also be a trailblazer, right? Like, I see a little bit of a uh, a path through these woods right here or through this, this brush, right? I'm going to go this way and I'm going to make my way through there as I use my thing and I cut through it, right? And then people are going to go, well, that's not how you do it and you can't do that. And this is about letting go of dogma, right? That's another level of it. And <laughs> this is not just in relation to the way that we show up in the world and the way that we choose to express ourselves. This is, you find dogma in just about everything in the world, right? Because really what dogma is, is it's rigidity. That's all it really is. is it's a rigid set of beliefs or, or rules that you have to follow, quote-unquote, um, in order to be successful or to be accepted or to be loved or whatever the thing may be, right? You find dogma in most people automatically think of religion, right? That's one place, spirituality. Um, but then we also have dogma in the form of 
Um, another big one is diet dogma. And this could be many different things, right? And I'm not knocking any different, you could say, nutritional path that someone chooses to walk and works for them, right? Because I truly believe that we are all um, different. And we all have different needs, especially nutritionally, right? So while one person can thrive on this diet, another person thrives on the same, on the uh, so-called opposite side of the spectrum, right? Because we all have different needs in that relation. But going with what we're just talking about, there is a lot of dogma that you find in that space, if you will, right? Well, you can't eat this. This food is good and this food is bad, right? But then you find that on, you could say, both sides of the spectrum, right? The people who are over here saying, well, this is good and this is bad. And then someone else is saying the inverse, that the thing that this person says is good is bad and vice versa, right? But then you also find this in, <laughs> like I said, everything, right? The way that you're supposed to post on Instagram, the way that you're supposed to start a business, the way that you're supposed to uh, go on a date, the way that you're supposed to da 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 and it's so interesting to talk about this because so much of the world thrives on it. I wouldn't say thrives, but so much of the world has this. This is so much of our of an opportunity. There's a big invitation, we could say, to seize the opportunity to clear this within ourselves, right? In the sense that we have the opportunity to choose to recognize these beliefs, these things that we've been given to in society from our parents, from our teachers, from so on and so forth, right? And recognize that narrative, recognize that dogma, those rigid set of beliefs and rules, and then choose to see it for what it is and see it as a rigid, outdated thing right? And while I was using the example of expressing yourself multidimensionally, we can apply this to absolutely all areas, right? Because really where it goes to is it, it, it moves into the deepening of our seat of awareness. That's really what it, I've found it to be, right? Is that the deeper you go with this, the deeper that you're able to rest your seat of awareness in your authenticity and in your truth. What does that mean? What that what I mean when I say that is that the more you let go of these rigid beliefs and the more that you do the work to clear these things and dissolve the programs and so on and so forth, which is a big part of the work that I do with people, um, that's really the biggest thing, right? Because if you're running a program, we could say, then you're not, you may be temporarily blocked from following your intuition, right? Or your spirit guides, or your spirit team, or God, goddess, all that is, or love, or whatever you want to call it and relate to, right? Because when we're in co-creation with the universe, with spirit, what have you, we are 
not following a rigid set of rules and beliefs and shoulds and have tos and supposed tos, right? We're living in creation. And when we're living in creation, things are creative, right? So we don't need a perfect thing that checks all the boxes in order to do something, right? We don't need to identify a certain way or limit ourselves a certain way or um, there really are no rules with that kind of thing, with anything, really, you know? And some will say, well, rules is what keeps society together and so on and so forth. When I say letting go of rules, really what I'm saying is anchoring it in our individual self and in our individual expression, right? It's allowing ourselves to... It's about giving ourselves permission to live and follow our heart and our truth instead of the programs and the beliefs and the shoulds and the have-tos and the supposed-tos that maybe those around us or people in our past or however you want to look at that expect us to do, right? This could be uh, parental, this could be societal, this could be communal, whatever it may be. How can we choose to give ourselves permission? How can we allow ourselves to give ourselves permission to follow our truth and follow our heart, even if it doesn't make logical sense, even if it goes against the grain of what we're supposed to do, quote unquote, right? And really the multi-dimensional expression thing that I was talking about is it's a part of it. It's a big part of it, but it's not the whole story of it, right? And with that, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about expression, right? Because I find that through my own healing journey and through my own experience with myself and others, <laughs> our expression is oftentimes the thing that temporarily feels limited um, through following the shoulds and the have-tos and the so on and so forth, right? And what I mean by this is when we're following the shoulds and the have-tos and the supposed-tos and the rules and the rigidity, we, we silence ourselves, right? Maybe that's because of some trauma that we had where we were silenced or whatever it may be, this life or another, Really, what it's all about is reclaiming our voice, right? Our expression. And the reason I use the word expression rather than voice is because I feel that our expression is more than just our voice. Like, we can express ourselves with our voice. We can express ourselves with our words, through speaking, through writing, through singing, through playing music. But we can also express ourselves in the way that we choose to act, right? When we choose to act on our intuition and do things that are authentic rather than what we're expected of doing, that's a form of authentic expression, right? And then going with that, going further than that, um, expression is also the way you choose to dress, the way you choose to present yourself, right? Do you prefer 
short hair? Do you like long hair? Or, and all the different variations of what that could mean, right? Because when you're on the journey of healing and spiritual development, we could say, eventually there is a point where the expression comes in, right? And then we're guided to reclaim our expression and reclaim our voice, right? Because if we look at the teachings from ancient Egypt, their form of magic was the voice, was the word, right? And you find that in many different cultures, but the point with all of that is that our voice is how we do magic. And given there are so many other ways you could say that are magic or manifesting or however you want to look at that, right, through ceremony, through affirmations, through breathwork, through all these different things, right? But the root of it, I feel, is in the words that you choose to use. Not just in how you choose to speak, right? Not just in the actions you choose to take and the way you choose to express yourself in all walks of, in all aspects of life, but then also the words that you choose to use with yourself, right? How do you express yourself to yourself, right? When, 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 when there's no one else there and you're just by yourself, are you free in your expression in that moment? Because the way that you relate to yourself and thus express yourself with yourself, by yourself, that is the key to understanding why your life is the way it is, right? And that could go both ways. That could go many different ways in the sense that if you feel um, limited with yourself when you're by yourself, um, that will show up in reflections, in the people that you meet, in the things that you attract, in the situations you attract, and so on and so forth. But then on the flip side, if you feel very liberated with your voice and liberated with yourself, when you're with yourself, by yourself, and no one's watching, right? If you feel liberated and safe with yourself, by yourself, you're going to see that reflected, right? So really what this is about is it's about, <laughs> it always comes back to the inner work, right? It's about the inner experience that we have right because through cultivate that's why the first episode was all about this inner work stuff right because through choosing to i always make the thing i tell my clients this often and i live by this myself um and it's a metaphor right it's not literal if we choose to quote unquote make the inner work our full-time job then the way that we live and show up in the world becomes the quote-unquote part-time job and given that's a very loose metaphor, I'm not saying that literally. What I mean when I say that is that when you choose to commit to yourself through whatever that looks like for you, maybe that's journaling, maybe that's meditating, maybe that's yoga, maybe that's all of it, right? However you choose to walk your path and go about the business and the journey, right? Really the journey of freeing yourself from limitations within, right? Healing and clearing things and coming back into the truth of who you are inside of yourself. The more that you feel whole and complete and safe within yourself, 
you will have the energy and the ability to create the life experience that you want to have, right? And I find that a lot of people that I've worked with and just a lot of people in general, including myself, right, in the past, before I really started to come into this kind of work, this is, you could say, is also a form of um, the, the dogma and the rigidity and so on and so forth, that there's a belief that we have to do certain things and take certain actions and build our physical universe, our, our, the, the reality we inhabit. We have to do that through hardcore action and force and raw and like that kind of thing, right? But it's not the case, right? Like, it doesn't work. Why does it not work? Because if you think that you need to force your way into a different life, really what that's saying is that the you who feels the need to force is that thing that you want, right? That, that's, a, that's a vibration within yourself that you're attempting to access. And you will never access that state of being within yourself by forcing it or attempting to grab it and grasp it outside of yourself, right? That's why you don't experience it in that case, in that example. That's why a person in that experience would not ex actually be experiencing the reality that they want and then feel the need to go out and chase it and grasp it. Why? <laughs> because in that experience, they haven't met themselves in that state within themselves in order to have that as a reflection, right? So are you saying that everything is just an illusion and, oh my gosh, like, I shouldn't even want anything? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the self that you're choosing to be, not, not saying that not in terms of like authenticity or inauthenticity. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that the how you see yourself, right? And, and, and more so than this, the vibration that you're resonating at is more important than chasing things outside of you. Because if you feel the need to chase something outside of yourself, regardless of what that is, right? All that is showing you is that there's a belief within you that I can't have that thing, right? But regardless, whatever that thing that we think we want may be is just, not just, but is simply a matter of accessing that vibration within ourselves, right? Or on the inverse, why is my life like this? Why am I not living my dreams? Da, 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 da. Whatever that looks like, that's showing you who you are being. And when I say who you are being, all that means is it's showing you the frequency you're at and the degree of freedom that you feel within yourself, right? What does that mean? The degree of freedom you feel within yourself. Do you feel free to sit down 
and not check your phone and not check the time, right? And not be having to constantly do things and just feel free enough to just sit there and breathe and your breath feel free and your breath feel open, right? And feel safe enough to do that, right? That sounds like such a simple thing, but it is also such a profound thing, right? Because if you can't just sit and breathe and feel safe and free, regardless of how things are appearing, then that is the work, right? To then create the experience that you want. Because it's so simple. The simplicity of it is, so long as you feel free and safe within yourself, you feel like you're enough. Not, not even about feeling, right? When you reclaim the knowing and the, and the truth that you are enough, that you are safe, that you are free, right? And you, and, you, and you close your eyes and that's just true, right? Not in your head, not in your intellectual sphere, but in your being, in your belly, in your heart, right? In the totality of your inner world. When you are connected to that knowing that you are safe, that you are free, right? That's when things are going to shift and be thus created in the way that you want them to be, right? Why? Because that's how it all works, right? If when in the experience of I am safe, I am free, and not needing to affirm to yourself to attempt to convince yourself, but it's so true, at least in the sense that you're so connected to that truth that you don't need to affirm to yourself that it is so because it is so. That is the real work. Point blank, right? And that is really what opens up the door to all that we desire to experience, right? I don't think desire is a bad thing. I only think that desire can limit us if we're desiring something in its form. In the sense that if we have a desire and then we, we say we spot a form, right? That person or that exact opportunity, right? And then we spot that opportunity in our experience and then we attach to that form and we think that our desire is for that form, that is what creates suffering in regards to desire, right? Because there are infinite possibilities and there's always things that can be we can never understand truly what is in our highest good until it's in our life, right? And if we believe that a certain form is that, right? But it creates like a, ah, oh, why can't I have this, right? It's because there's something better. There's something grander. There's something you can't even perceive that's going on, right? So it's really a matter of, giving yourself permission, right? But then more than that, choosing to be in your truth, right? Express yourself in all the ways that you feel called to express yourself, right? There are no limits in how you choose to express yourself. There are no limits in the opportunities 
that can come to you. There are no limits to your connection with spirit. Thank you so much for enjoying this episode today. If you would like to hear more from the Sacred Embodiment Podcast, make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review so others can know how much you enjoyed it.